This is Dan Kennedy. The art of storytelling goes all the way back to the 1980s and heavy metal bands. This podcast tells the story of a group of lifelong friends who love heavy metal. This is the middle of their story. This is Middle-Aged Metalheads. Welcome, or should I say... Oh my god, that killed me. Hi, this is Warren Demartini. And Stephen Piercy from RAT. You're watching MTV. Ah, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Middle-Aged Metalheads. Uh, and you're in for a treat tonight because we got another listening party album. Uh, tonight we're going to be listening to 1984, RAT's Out of the Cellar, their debut LP. I'm joined tonight by David Timoney, nope. John Harden, hey. Metal <laughs> Lord, <laughs> Colin Bosler. There, that's right. And uh, and I'm Michael Stamp. So we're going to uh, we're going to try something a little bit different from our other listening parties. We're going to listen to it live uh, as we talk uh, over the music a little bit. But uh, again, always trying to kind of give our our personal uh, insights, our, our our musical insights, and kind of. Uh, uh, talk about this album that has uh, certainly uh, cemented Rat's uh, reputation as kind of uh, one of the forerunners of, of uh, L.A. hard rock and, uh, and the glam metal scene. Uh, a record that it surprised the hell out of me that it had only gone triple platinum because, god damn, like, like so songs like Round and Round still get a lot of play, even on that, uh, <laughs> that Geico commercial that just came out the last couple of weeks. That's a good commercial, actually. <laughs> I, I think I think that commercial with Europe kind of sucks, but the rat one is pretty good. Yeah, well, they also got one for uh, "Here I Go Again" right? because Europe sucks. <laughs> well, but wow. it's a, but it, that one was about like heating up a burrito in a microwave. It just it seemed appropriate in that context. True. What was the uh, other one? There's, there's uh, Europe I, motorcycle one with White Snake. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, here oh, I go yeah. again. I don't watch, I don't watch I go a lot of commercial. Again. Well, you see them on the internet all the time. Okay, I don't really uh, use the internet. Oh, oh of course You should not. try it out sometime. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of interesting stuff on the interweb. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so this, this is how we're going to run the stuff. format. We're, we're going to play it, and we're all going to be listening to the same, uh, you know, uh, song, the same songs at the same time. And uh, we'll be just adding our own random comments and conversation about the songs uh, beginning, you know, side A to side B. So um, if, if you guys are ready, if you want to say something else about uh, this, this particular LP before we get going. But John, how old were you when you realized the album cover had Tawny Katane on it? Uh, I was 49 years old. I realized <laughs> that today. Uh, you know, you see Tawny Katane or you hear Tawny Katane and you think Whitesnake. Like yeah, she is she yeah. is synonymous with the band Whitesnake. And yeah, for as sure. we were researching this record, it turns out she's on the cover of Out of the Cellar. And then Mike let us know that the legs on the cover of the EP, which preceded this record, are also Tawny Katane. She was Robin Crosby's girlfriend at the time. She's also in the Back yeah, for More video. She's in the Back for sure. More yeah, it, and 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 in this particular year, 1984, she was also in uh, Bachelor Party yep. with Tom Hanks, yeah, two-time Academy Award winner Tom Hanks. It's a good movie. Mm -hmm. It's fun. He's young. Really it's a good time. I oh yeah, I kind of vaguely remember that movie. I yeah, think I got find caught it online on the internet on HBO at like two in the morning. <laughs> I remember positive. seeing it in the theater. Yeah, that that was some good stuff. A lot of it was over my head, but it was, was pretty that, raunchy. Was that the same, fun. like around the same time as Up the Creek came out? Uh, that's a little bit later. I think I want to say that's Isn't like that eighty five, eighty six soundtrack. But it's it's closer to like uh, it's closer to like Porky's yeah, and Up, up uh, the Creek Fast is eighty four and eighty four. Okay, maybe I remember yeah, seeing it on HBO. It's quite a up poster. The creek. Up the creek. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing it on the back of the magazines. <laughs> well, now I got to look this up. I don't know that movie. You don't know that movie? The title song, the titular theme by yeah. Cheap Trick. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep. Titular. And, uh, it's in the same basket as all the other like, too. dumb HBO sex comedies. Oh, I definitely never saw that. Right, the, the ones that the got night. outlawed yeah. by Reagan. Yeah. Like Hot Dog the movie. I remember that one. Yeah. It, it, and Joystick. Joysticks. No, yeah. That movie was ah, Hot Dog. That was the best. That's. <laughs> I don't remember Hot Dog. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, Spring Break or uh, ah, Last American Virgin. There was, there was a whole oh, sort of you last, know, have you watched Last American Virgin like in the past I don't know ten years uh, within ten years it's, it's really literally it's the really most good. depressing movie they made oh, oh yeah like that, it, it, that it, kid gets fucked over from like minute one and it ends no better yeah no it's it's a real sort of sad uh, melancholic tale it's yeah there's 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 no uplift it's like he gets totally uh, screwed by this chick. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I remember I remember watching that like in 90, 90, 80, 83, 84, whenever that was in the theaters. Yeah. And I, I, I felt that dude's pain. It was just oh like, oh my God. What? It's worse now. Watch it the, again. Uh, I, I, no, but it's, it's, a, it's a strong <laughs> film. Yeah. What movie are you talking about? Last American Version. Never seen it. It had so many like raunchy, corny scenes there. That I I remember like when we were in sixth grade, we'd come back to the schoolyard and we'd still be like goofing on them about like uh, the one with the biggest tool gets the pool. It's like all these dudes in the high school gym are like measuring their hard ons on a ruler. They're like, what? Welcome back to Out of the Cellar. Welcome back to the rat episode, kids. Out of the Cellar. It's not a rat episode if you say the word hard on. Speaking of now. What? Speaking of 1984, uh, that, though, do you remember the movie Surf 2? Surf no. 2. With Eddie no. Deason. I don't Eddie remember Deason? Surf 1. Well, I no. never saw Surf 1. Eddie Deason, he was the I do like in Eddie Deason. Yeah. So he's in this movie, and essentially um, the deal is that it's a surf movie, and people drink this soda and turn into zombies. Oh, okay. okay. Check that trailer out, dude. I think I missed that. No, yeah. Another strong one there too is like the class of 1984 from, I think that was 1983 or so. Well, you that know, was we a new story. That was a 1984 movie. episode. We, it was 1982, and we almost talked about that movie. Okay, um, <laughs> last week oh, we'll come. We'll, we'll 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 have to come back to that. We'll we'll we'll, we'll keep a little uh, little bit in the in the tank then for us. So uh, I I love our, Rat. Hey, tell us, Carl. What <laughs> what do you like say. about Rat? Tell us. Well, I, this ep, this album came out when I graduated high school, so this was Rat's graduation present to me. Okay, and uh, it was awesome. Took me to college that fall uh, at Penn State. Just you can't stop listening to it. You start it, you sing yeah. it, you love it. You, you, it's everything. It's a great release. I definitely. Yeah, stopped I think this album came out towards the end of my seventh grade, because then yeah. uh, the next record, Invasion, came out towards the end of eighth grade. Yep, yep. Uh, I remember that yeah, clearly. I, I too. remember uh, towards the end of seventh grade, out of the cellar coming out, and it being a big album, kind of for everyone mm-hmm. uh, mm. in class. Yeah. So there's the yeah, trailer I, I, for uh, for Surf too. So nice. Get on that. Yeah, I I, I totally recall like uh, you know after school from like seventh grade going to California Music there in Gilroy, and uh, just like browsing the cases, looking at. Uh, all the cassettes in there. I had recently acquired uh, the, mo- the 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 new Loverboy record, uh, which I wasn't really charged about. I was like, ah, I kind of like the single, but like the rest of the stuff was just kind of garbagey. Um, and uh, in the in the particular in the the record store, they were playing round and round, and I was standing by one of my friends from school, David Gaeta, and he was like oh, doing the sort of like nod and kind of like rocking and just kind of like getting into it i'm like I've, I've seen this video on the mtv this is the rat <laughs> so then I, I saw that in the case and i was like okay all right here's my 795 895 whatever it was and like, like as colin was saying that it was it was definitely a record that you you came for the single but you stayed for the whole album and uh, i think this for me was like a kind of a essential metal record where uh, you, you you began to enjoy not just singles like a like a radio consumer, 
but you enjoyed albums. And then from there, you began to like uh, identify and enjoy the band and follow them in the magazines and watch MTV for interview clips and stuff. So it's just definitely much more than just kind of like, you know, skipping from one song to another. Mm-hmm. And I still have that cassette someplace. Yeah. So uh, good times, man. Good times. So about that, David, you have <laughs> David, you didn't tell us about like you, how you came into Rat. I got nothing on Rat, dude. I like a couple of their songs. I really like Warren D. Martini, particularly like his guitars. Um, I never had any love for Stephen Piercy, Robin Crosby, Bobby Blotzer. Just stop there. Bobby Blotzer. Yeah. Um, no, I like. I didn't get like. Why did they start doing like this? cowboy thing like that's, cowboy that's only thing. in wanted man i was an only they're, I they're like cowboys the in the video for wanted man yeah i don't understand that <laughs> it was like 84 and then like well maybe, maybe you wanted to be well maybe david I needs to give think. it another listen i this is another i think i i think i recall what after listening to the pyromania i've okay. never listened to this entire record I, i've okay. never listened well, to this entire record that's i think that's what you said about the pyromania too well, I, have, I no, i, I, I think pyromania you, i said i haven't listened to it in a long time okay i've listened to the whole well thing. i have i can tell you plainly i have never listened to this whole record all right well same guy who this ruined pyromania is your for me, night david timoney for me <laughs> i'm not going to name his name but may he rest in peace okay all right uh, I tell you what. Why don't you count it down anyway, in case something goes horribly wrong with the, with the underlying audio. Okay, so let's count it down. So or count it up. Or ca- what do we want to do? On. on three. On three, bitches. One, two, One, two, three. two three. Bitches. There we go. Gee whiz. People are rough. All right. And we begin with like every Wanted Man. Yeah, the album opens. This is my favorite song on the album. Yeah, this is the strong opening track with like the real heavy pulsing drums. That's the Revan guitars. The yep. Blocks. And then it just kind of like it gets into that pocket, that, that sort of like groove that Rat gets. And uh, it's, you can just you can see the, the, the hands and the fists and the four fingers waving now. It's got the good video um, that David is, is just deriding of them looking like cowboy gangsters. Yeah. It was like their second video, I think, off of this album. Second single. Was it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Not lack of and Back for More was the third. I didn't realize they had so many hits. So many, I won't say hits. It, 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 it's definitely right there in a what would what I think we'd all recognize as a familiar sort of trope of heavy metal. It's like, hey, let's do do a cowboy song, <laughs> you know, whether it's uh, you know, the Thin Lizzy song Cowboy or Bon Jovi's Wanted Dead or Alive or Tesla's uh, what you got there, Modern Day Cowboy. Um, like where, every cowboy sings the sad, sad song. In that, in that crowd of cowboy themes. I love it. <laughs> I know, I mean, I mean what's, the, what's the timeline? What do you mean? I don't know, like if you look up like 80s cowboy themed metal. Young, well, young Bon Jovi guns. had some, uh, Tesla had some. Who was first? Uh, I think, I think Rat, Rat comes maybe first Rat. here. Yeah. But uh, Thin Lizzy had a cowboy song, though, too. And yeah, nobody listens to that. Oh, they don't. They do totally listen to Lizzy. We're sorry, Phil. This was on the yeah. soundtrack of Weird Science. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But uh, I, I think what, one thing we could kind of take away from uh, our last listening party was uh, what David was saying like about Jeff Leppard. It's like nobody's really a star in the band. Uh, and, and again with Rat too, like everybody just does like really great work at their instrument and, and, and bringing the song together. I would I would uh, argue that if there's a star in Rat, it's Warren D. Because once he left, I was he, not interested in Rat. Yeah, he, he definitely elevates the band so much. And Robin Crosby is no slouch either. I mean, um, did Reb Beach 
Red Peach ended up replacing Demartini at some point, yeah? They had like a lot of plug-in guys here and there, so, um, you know, you could, you could look on the Wikipedia page, and you know, probably like a good dozen of guys who, like, fit in. Uh, for, uh, Red, for Red Beach team. ended up playing for Doc and Enrat, I think. He made his way around. And Winger. And Winger. It's a shame he wound up being like the villain guy. You know, he's like, like you get that like that Vivian Campbell thing, you know, where it's like yeah. you just be the second guy or the guy who replaces him. It's, I mean, for Vivian Campbell, whatever. But I mean, for somebody like Red Beach, he's a legit guitar player and a cool guy. Oh my God, the Wikipedia page for rap members is several pages long. When were you in rat, John? Good Lord. Yeah. I might as well be. Uh, I, I'm so better we, known than like maybe 60% of this list. Oh, look, Michael. Oh, we got a little jungle groove coming in. I mean, in Michael Shaker was in there trouble. for a while. Really? That's true. And yeah, Jizzy there Pearl, on their, uh, Carlos Cavazo. Him, I remember yeah. when was Shaker and Lee? Rat? Dude, that's the Sh- list Shaker of does some stuff with them when they did their uh, when they did their acoustic set for uh, oh. MTV Unplugged. Wow. Yeah, I don't know if he really added much. Is its own Wikipedia. <laughs> it looks like I, it, at some point every member of Rat has been replaced, including Stephen Piercy. Yeah, I like the vocals right there on this track. Oh yeah, it's a, nice it's a hell of a groove. It's a hell of a groove if you listen to it. I remember. Do you remember when she drives me crazy came out? Sure. I remember yeah. I was sitting in a room and I think it was my dad. Was like, my dad's like, you gotta have a big set of balls to sing like that. That's a good record. And this song is kinda like that. Like, good for you, Steven, for having the balls to get up and sing like right out in the open. That's how he sings. That's that's how he sings. It's it's uh it's it's a very distinctive sound that he's got going for him. It's not too high. It's not too low. The so, raw and the cooked. Is that our next yeah. listing party? Nice. Exactly. Uh, but that's you know but his, the, that like he's he's I don't know if he is or he's trying to be a vocalist with a distinctive not just a distinctive vocal sound but a distinctive effect. Right, he's got like that slight taste delay. Like, you know how Ozzy always sounds like Ozzy, and it's yeah. not just his yeah. voice; it's the effects. There's Steven a bit Pierce's of an echo on him, like half the time. Yeah, that like that like double whatever whatever version of delay. But it, but it, 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 it totally works with his sort of like stage persona too. It's like there there's a sort of like a like a sexy menace about him. It's just kind of like he's, he, he sings, but he's not like really delivering a whole lot of machismo. It's just there's something really kind of cool about him. And I, I remember when I first watched their videos, or I first watched them uh, do uh, So You Think You're Tough on one of those MTV New Year's Eve specials. It's like, God damn. It's like early Aerosmith, more like uh, that band from the Emmett Otter Christmas uh, special. Just kind of real dark and edgy. Yeah. And these are all good songs. These are there's there's not a no filler on, on, no on, 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 on this ten track LP. Yeah. And the guitars are just they're, they're relentless. They're they're just throwing licks at you. That's why this is a summertime album. Listen to how bright, bright and vibrant that is. It's uplifting. Yeah. It's sunny. It's a good spirit. Even though you're in trouble, you're having a good time. Yeah. yeah, you're in trouble, but this is a good kind of trouble, right? Exactly, Colin? exactly. You're it's causing not like, the trouble. Yeah, you're not like it's not like you're in detention, right? Here it is. No, I'm too cool though. for detention. <laughs> Yo, when I'm so in the bad, mood, you should be. In, <laughs> when I'm in the mood to hear this but, song, but you're right. Like, around. listen to like how how charged the guitars are in this. Yeah, uh, exactly, smiling. Sort of Everybody's smiling. Yeah, this is like get out of your seat, start dancing, start rocking. Yeah, now when I'm in the yeah. mood to hear this song, I'll put it on repeat like three times. It's a good song. It's a great song. And, yeah. And this is D Martini. This is that like that kind of like I would call it like that intense kind of punking sound. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's up in the front, he's not laying back, kind of inviting you in. And we talked about that before. He's up in the front, kind of like 
aggressive and playing the riffs. I like it. I like that sound. Yeah. He's got like kicking through the chords the way the way I don't like yeah. when when Def Leppard does it. This section right here. And you got that little bit in between. There's like like, like we talked about the little quietness in the, in the death. But even in between the riffs, there's like that little bit of picking that, yeah. that brings so much more drama to it. Yeah, that's like a great sort of like. Yeah, there you go. A little like just a little extra sort of like you know um, accenting to it. But this is like classic verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Just the perfection. This is like, just this is the Big Mac of hard rock anthem love songs. I, I really it's like a formula that's not gonna fail. I really like that they they have like a they've got like a separate section for the guitar solo. Like the, the guitar solo is its own bridge. So I think they do oh, yeah. it really really well. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little showcase. And for anybody who remembers, like watching the video, not the Geico commercial. You know, this is like where they, you know, they start crashing through the ceiling onto the the dining room table. Milton Burrows at dinner. Yep. He's playing. He's both playing the husband and the wife because Uncle, Uncle Milton can do that. The drag. <laughs> but uh, John, you have a story about this song, don't you? I got engaged to this song at the Rainbow. Uh, my now wife See, always wanted to go to the Rainbow. She's from the East Coast. That's, and that's, that's uh, something right our, there. Our first date was at the Rainbow. I took her to dinner at the Rainbow because she wanted to see it. And so we went there, and uh, then we got engaged there four years later. Did you tell her that you were waiting for the song? Uh, it was just luck. There you go. Booth facing a photo of Ronnie James Dio. Were you in drag? Uh, Dio? I don't think he was in drag, David. Dio yeah. doesn't do drag. <laughs> no, I was talking about John. I don't think John was either. Uh, <laughs> Another interesting thing to me about this song is women love it as much as men. I think, yeah, I mean, they had that look. It's like Quiet Riot might have been the first band to sort of kick the door in in this type of music, but Rat was really one of the early, more popular ones. This song was easily as big or bigger than anything Quiet Riot did, and they had a better look. I mean, Stephen Pearson yeah. had a look. Girls liked him. Dude, remember when, when the chick in this video started dancing? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and if you go back and listen to like Metal Health and then listen to this record, I think the one thing that you'll, you'll, you'll begin to appreciate too is Bo Hill's production on this record. It's just like, just goddamn excellent. Like everything is lifted up. Like, every, like, we, like Colin and I were saying, like, all the all the the, the 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 band members have like distinct parts and you could hear them in the mix it's 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 just like a really well executed album as 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 a record um, i know they wanted tom allen uh, to produce this the longtime judas priest producer and that wouldn't have been so bad either uh, but uh, you got to hand it to bo hill who went on to produce other bands like warrant uh, uh winger kicks winger yeah. He, he also so did the next three rat records after this one. He so, did every record featuring yeah. Red Beach. So he, uh, well, he did, he did their good records primarily until they get to, you know what record they get to. Yeah. 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 So, uh, in your direction, coming at you right now, again, you might think, well, this isn't a single for Rat on this record, but for other bands, this is a pretty driving tune. Oh, and again, it kind of just lays it right up for you, and then here come the vocals. Yeah. Vandenberg number one. <laughs> they wish. <laughs> was this a yeah. single? This, it wasn't, so. but it was like, but it, the way it follows round and round, though, it's just kind of like, it keeps the momentum going. Yeah, that's and true. And, and, and I feel like I've probably heard this song, maybe some of the other... 
the, the yeah. songs on the album because it's right after round and round. Like, you know, you're not going to oh, waste sure. batteries. Like, you because, can't miss you know, it. You still got some, some jam coming. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, again, it just it, it pulses, it drives. You know, it's it, it does everything perfectly. Yeah, it's just it, it's a just a great rock tune. I don't know necessarily what any of these songs are about. They don't really have narratives like that. They're just all you know. Collins are go-to when it comes to lyrics <laughs> and stories. And- and you're, and you're, I'm he's with looking, you. He's looking at a girl. He's, he's paying attention to her. He's in her, her direction. Yeah. There is not I'm much thing. He's using her all across the country. He's, this is the highlights for children in metal albums. Yeah. Good band live. Yeah. Uh, the times I've seen them, they've always Steer been good. Your way. No matter what the, uh, the lineup I gotta admit, I, I I just have to comment. I'm yeah. I've never really heard somebody kind of like fanboy over somebody as much as Mike Love. What, what's that, David? It's so loud in this listening party. The cocktail waitresses can't hear me take my take my order. There we go. Just skip it. You just you love Stephen Pearson. That's okay. On one of my early episodes, I brought up some of Stephen Pearson's solo albums. And everyone made fun of me about it, except Mike, because He's Mike didn't know they're fucking good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah you could, uh, Art, he was also in an album. <laughs> and uh, welcome so back. Like, Part two. She wants money, and I'm just like, I sing she wants money to your intro. <laughs> yeah. Well, why, she wants money, but she's a prostitute. When you were in high school, That's did you ever pretend you knew about. a song that you didn't really know? And he's like, hey, do you hear that song, She Wants Money? And you're like, yeah. And they're like, sing it. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I still do that. But people say like, oh, you know that Motorhead song? And it'd be like something obscure. be like, yeah, I'm sure I've heard that before. But yeah, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't fake my way through singing it. My life depended upon it. But uh, this this is a great rocker song. This is a little, kind of like a little throwaway. It's at the end of the side one. It's not a throwaway, man. It's a good, I, strong song. I, no, I, I love it, Colin. It's, it, 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 it is a great song written by Juan Cloutier. Uh, they, 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 they did a great job of like distributing songwriting credits throughout this record. I think that was kind of like one of their early pledges was that the royalties would kind of go, you know, you know, equally among the five members of the band. It's kind of kind of admirable, except Bobby Blosser. Yeah. Oh, well, Blosser tried to sue them for like the the, the name of the band. Um, yeah, but no songwriting credits. Round and round, not for you. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can have a band. I ran called... into Bobby Blosser uh, in a bar, and like before, I forget who we were going to see. Some metal band at. Uh, Universal Amphitheater, and guess what band's T-shirt I was wearing when I ran into him? <laughs> I had a fucking rat shirt on, and this is oh, like this is like perfect. 2012. Like wow. I might have been the only person in LA with a rat T-shirt on, for sure. And what did he say? Uh, yeah, he was nice. He they were actually wearing shirts at the man. time. This this was at a time when. This was right after they all got back together, like with the exception of Robin Crosby, obviously. But like, it was like a true reunion with Lauren Demartini and Ron Crucier. And uh, we saw them at the House of Blues that year, and they were fucking great. Yeah, that like, reunion album is really, really good. Dude, they were so good live. Wait, it's Infestation. Did you right? see so that tour the when they came back when they sort of regrouped? Yeah, Infestation, I think it's called. Man, yeah. it's fantastic. They were killer. And I think like what, what makes him like a, like a great live band and like a great band to see is 
and, and, and I've seen uh, the, the Piercy Rat uh, show in the past couple of years, I think like three times. And, and Crucier's been playing with him, yeah? Oh yeah, Crucier's the only other original member. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he's great, but like the thing about it is like, they just have great songs. You know, and if it were just like a rap cover band, it would still be a great show because they're great songs. That's one coming up, by the way. Best album, it, best song on the album, right here. Here we lack go. Side two, lack of communication. Oh, dude, listen to that. Come on, right there. That's Good dirty. Intro. That's yeah. dirty. I don't like the That's choruses. heavy. That's down. I, I That's am low. gonna say rat is like Motley Crue to where maybe outside of this album, the rest of the albums are fairly uneven. There's great um, singles. There's like two or three awesome songs on every record. Yeah. And then five or six okay songs. Yeah. Well, I, I, Good, I think that's not terrible, but like passable. And if, you're not, and if you're not paying attention, Rat's telling us what's wrong with the world in this song. Oh in 1984, there, they solved this. What did Rat vote for Trump in 1984? Uh, We're not talking to each other. There's a lack of communication, and they want us to know that. Yeah, I yeah. it could just be like communication breakdown, but you know, same idea. It's it's, it's semi-political, but uh, you know, it's uh, it, 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 it's another testament here too. Like maybe on John's point there too, it's like what makes Rat Out of the Cellar so great is it's their debut record. You know, they're they brought all of the great songs. You know, that uh, Robin Crosby brought from his band. Dan Martini brought from his band, and Steve uh, uh, brought from his band, and they, they cobbled together a great LP. Um, and then, you know, they spent like the next year or so on the road. I think I, I sent you like the statistics on that, right? Like they released like three albums in three years. Yeah. Total something like 80 minutes worth of music. So it was basically all about like, can you quickly keep churning out music right. and videos and making money? And they were headlining a little bit too. So Yeah. But I mean, the next album, I, I'd say You're in Love and Lay It Down. And then that's yeah. it. That's Michael's one favorite. and two right there. Uh, there there'd be a and couple other songs. And Dancing and Reach for the Sky, like, same thing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I love I love Reach for the Sky. I think Reach for Sky is kind of like a little bit of a comeback record for that. Really? Uh, I no, I totally. I think you go that back way and listen cool to Junior like. Uh, on it. Oh yeah, that's Ooh. way cool. Junior is the best. No, isn't it? No. It's not the best. Uh, it's it's definitely better than what was. You know than smoking in the boys' room. Yeah. You notice that Steven's yeah. singing more in this song than any other song on the album. Yeah, he totally is. He's singing. David, you still there? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just... <laughs> I was just checking. You know, you don't have something... I don't have a mirror to slide under you, so... To say. <laughs> yeah. Because you have court, lack of communication. The record just doesn't work. Like, they're trying to be, like, tough or cool about it. Oh, yeah. And they're doing and it's a like, good job of it. And it just sounds like a nerd arguing with a wife who's about to divorce. Oh no! It's, Honey, you know this is, they're definitely like firing on all cylinders here. Call and try. This is this is like their one of their heavier songs, much more metallic than a lot of their other stuff, particularly on this record. And especially when we come into the great back for more. They brought in the guy from Smoking in the Boys Room to do the do the backup vocals. The, the only the only song the only song that gets re sort of uh, kind of arranged from the EP. Uh, the EP has like a, so many other great songs that they did that didn't kind of like I don't know why not didn't get onto this LP, but Back for More is one of them. Um, and you could appreciate uh, Bo Hill's uh, production skills by listening to the earlier version from '83 and then this one. It's uh, a much plusher, much more sort of like uh, just dynamic mix to it. The other one just seems like a like a garage band with a boom box and just press record yeah i mean this song's not bad this is like around part two yeah but, you know it has a little little string you know uh, acoustic guitar intro soft to loud and 
I think Milton Burl with this video too with Tawny Katane. <laughs> Tony Gatane still married to, to Steve Seagal? I didn't uh, know. I don't think so. We should get her. I don't know. That was a fun thing to Kelly LeBrock. You mentioned Yeah, why isn't time. Tony Gatane on our podcast yet? I will ask so her if she would like to come on. Yeah. What? She lives next door. What was that show where the guy's neighbor was Lou Ferrigno? Uh, King of Queens? Yeah. That's like John, except it's funny. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's actually going to go to her house. Would you like to come in, uh, come over and do our podcast? I mean, what else is she doing? She's always peeking in his garage windows. Are you guys recording tonight? <laughs> Are you creating a woman out of technology? Oh, no, that's Kelly LeBrock. Sorry. Yeah. This uh, again. This is just a a, a near perfect song. Everything about it, it rocks. Uh, every, everyone's performing uh, really well on it, and, and it's gonna like lead into like a really kick-ass solo. It's just it's one of those songs. You just when, whenever it comes on, you just can't help singing along. Uh, right, Colin? Sorry, I was yelling at my cat. Misbehaving. Okay. <laughs> Here it comes. Really colloquialism. <laughs> uh, if only. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a good, it's a good song. It's great. I think it's, I think it's a better song than lack of, than lack of communication. You can you can hear the bass lines all the way through. You know, the the drums. You, the drums are really sort of well mixed. That's the day one. Crucier put his foot down. <laughs> well, you should, like I said, you should hear the <laughs> earlier mix where the bass is just kind of like, boom, ba dong, 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 like all over the place. It's much more, uh, I'd say, funky. And they they, they kind of toned it down a little bit to get did it they, into did the Did they mix. put that out on rough cuts? No, they put yeah. it out on the, the, the EP. So you check that one out. It's the same song, but it's it's definitely definitely a sort of much earlier uh, performance of it. But, uh, is this song going to fade out? That's the thing I always really didn't like about all of these sort of songs is they just kind of like, all right, we're going to fade out and yeah. the solo's still going. And it's just fade, like, fade, oh, fade is a cop out. And then it, it, it creates like an awkward live scenario. Yeah, because the song has to end somehow. It's kind of like, oh, that's enough. Here you go, the galloping guitars of the morning after. This is very metallic here. This is a blast-off song. This is not like metallic. This song is it's, more, it's more like, no, this is more like if, you know, if Iron Maiden wrote songs about ponies. Instead of like, <laughs> stabbing people through with a with a sword, and again, I really don't know what this song is about either. Somehow, it's about the morning after, but it just it just kind of just drives, and it just it just has a really really propulsive groove to it. They were hoping that this would be in the remake of, uh, uh, of uh, the Jane Fonda movie. Jane Fonda movie with Jeff Bridges, The Morning yeah, After. The Morning After. No, no, no. The Morning After. Isn't that um, the movie about like the Titanic or something? Uh, <laughs> you're thinking no. of the the day after the no, ABC. The you're thinking of a you're thinking of a day to remember? No, The Morning After is already named a song. Uh, and it's from Morning the Ghost from the Poseidon Adventures. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, there you go. Shelly Winters. Shelly Winters. Um, Shelly Winters in that? Ernest Porter? Sure. Everyone was in it. It was essentially, it's a mad, 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 mad world. It was a ca- it's, a, it's a cat's of thousands. Like Cannonball Run or the Gumball yeah. Rally. Now you're talking Gumball Rally. Yeah. What the heck's that? Come on. 
That's a poor man's cannibal run. It is. <laughs> I thought Cannibal Run was a poor man's cannibal run. Gumball <laughs> Rally couldn't afford uh, Sammy Davis. Oh, here comes an awesome solo. Jackie Chan. Yeah, Ernest Borgnine. He's great. Anybody else good? Martini really is the, the MVP of the record. I mean, without oh, him, sure. they would... Well, there's, a, they, 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 there's, I don't know who's soloing, who solos first, but they're like, because he and Crosby would like switch, so somebody else is Did soloing. They? I now. thought Robin always played rhythm. Yeah, so did I. I didn't think Robin. No, you, 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 you see it in the in the rap video for uh, Round and Round. Okay. They, 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 they trade off on solos. They do it on this song too. I thought they did it for the camera. And when you and when, like Robin, you suck. When you see them live, they still they still do that. Well, not anymore. Yeah, yeah. so they, they would they would trade parts. Or, or it does or do that. Real tough for Robin Crosby to trade off parts now. It's like a Harry Potter thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I regret never seeing Rat live until really like the past couple of years. It was just one of those bands that. As you know, John, that really, for a California band, like they opened for Billy Squire. They yeah, they sort of Ronnie slipped Jay through our fingers. I was thinking about that today. Yeah. I think the first record I saw them on was Dancing Undercover. Okay. I remember yeah. going to that tour, but the first they two records, Billy Squire? they What's never that? really played near us. Uh, it just, it, we just kind of like always happened to miss them, or they were, you know, just... One of those things, like the reason I never saw Megadeth, they're just kind of like, fuck, they just, well, I could have gone to like the, one of those big monster of rock things, but that was much later, but how it goes. When you hear this song, I'm Insane, the pedal goes down a little bit further in this phenomenon, <laughs> a little bit further. Colin, but you have your State Farm Safe Driver thing in there. You really ought to slow down. I Mike, also it. talking about seeing them live, especially on these first couple records, we were really young when the first ones came out. Yeah, like I said, I've been in seventh grade, so you know, I'm yeah. not we ready to go to the like, some rock show at the countdown. Right. Yeah. Because uh, for Out of the Cellar, I think they opened for Motley Crue on the Theater of Pain tour. That's that's likely, I guess. Huh? I didn't I didn't see Theater of Pain either, so I don't I don't quite recall. But all, all these bands did sort of like interact, and like somebody would open one year, and then the next year they would you know, trade places. Yeah. So they it was, what, what record did they open for Theater of Pain? I think this record. Oh, really? Imagine being in the audience and you're like, I did not realize these bands had so many beautiful ladies. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Is that Theater Pain? Is, Theater Pain's like 85, so that would have been uh, Invasion of Your Privacy. Ooh. I don't know. We'd have to we'd have to look this up. But, but yeah, Rap was like another one of those bands that really they never made it big, big, like, uh, you know... Like a Bon Jovi did. But at least they headlined for a little bit. Tell you that, like, Doc had never managed to do. Yeah. I mean, they they were headlining for Dancing Undercover, and they headlined for Reach for the Sky. Okay. And maybe yeah. Detonator, too. It's quite likely, but by headlining, it's like they're maybe headlining, like, clubs and state fairs. No, not in 89. For Reach for the Sky, I think I think they were definitely definitely still headlining. But yeah. uh, by Detonator, I don't know. I, I, I'd probably check that on that by that. There's probably one song off Detonator that I should know. I think it's called Detonator. Yeah. I mean, Detonator yeah. Cool. Yeah, and, and, and when 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 Piercy performs now, he just he basically plays stuff off of the the first three three records. Yeah, including I mean, uh, rightly well, so. Four, you probably if you're going to play something, people rest. know. Yeah, and 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 the people are responsive. Oh, and we come to the explicit. album closer. He's seen of the crime. It might be a little bit explicit. I don't know how. 
It was originally or called Scene Death. of the Damn Crime. Oh. But uh, this this has like a little sort of like a, a kind of like a little pop vocal delivery to it. That's a little sort of you can see people dancing at a prom. So, might you know, might move you to rock and dance. Very poppy. This is garbage. Oh yeah. I love it. I love. Yeah, it. I wonder what I wonder what record like, all bought together. We're like, we should do a song like that. Can we play Pyromania instead? Yeah. I just think it's, it's just because, like, what? nowadays, I feel like people are so aware of every piece of branding. So when you got a song, or you got a record, like, out of the cellar by a rap, and you're like, perfect. Right? Like, brand-wise and marketing-wise, they nailed it. And everything after that, including some of the songs on this record... Don't oh, they say bitch in this song. Who can? Now, this, 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 this is a great, this is a great poppy hard rock song. It's just, it's just delicious. You know, you, 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 you want to go back to 1984 and second guess this? It's like, you know, want it to sound more like Crocus? You want it to sound more like ACDC off Flick of the Switch? I mean, they could have been good with nine songs, honestly. Yeah, or they, or, or like I, like I said, they, they could have put on. Uh, so you think you're tough, which is like got to be like one of my favorite rat songs of all time. Off the EP. I don't know. When I parked uh, out happy of the cellar, I was like, "Why isn't that song on here?" Yeah, I would have been happy with the single that was round and round and back from. No, yeah, no, I mean, dude, I I haven't listened out of the cellar for a long time, and like I said, after listening to it again through, I'm starting to put them in the same category as Molly Crew. Like a couple good songs from each album make up a hell of a greatest hit, but full albums, this yeah. thing's just sputtering to a to a landing, like yeah. with one engine. I, I, I think it's a stronger record, but I've. My, my point is going to be like, as like, what are the, if I had, had like a record collection of like five cassettes, I had listened to Rat Out of the Cellar like a hundred times over and over again before like Animal Eyes came out or Y&T's in Rocky Trust. So it's just like, it's, it's what you know, you know? could be a lack of discernment but it's like you listen to an eddie song like a hundred times you're gonna like it it's why i still like you know barbara mandrell and johnny paycheck because those are the eight tracks my parents always played when we go on a on a vacation barbara mandrell she's a national gym and when she and her sisters had that tv show oh yeah come on she's a national treasure This was not the record that I listened to obsessively that year this year. I'd have to think really hard to figure out what that record was, but it wasn't. Well, and I, I, I stopped listening to my Loverboy record, and I was listening to this, <laughs> and listening to, like, the Def Leppard backwards. Maybe some Metal Health, but... Uh, Definitely with Metal Health, we just listened to the first couple songs on side one and rewind. Yeah, I mean, some dude came home after buying this record and threw away all his Lay's Rockets records. Ah, uh, Lay's Rockets, okay, come on. Yeah, they, they got some good shit on there. All right, well winding down here with another fade out but at least the drums are kind of bringing it to a close but uh whoa sheesh that was let me towel off here that was uh that was pretty fucking awesome what do you think colin no it's awesome i just i love it um just fantastic yeah yeah i I, I, I think when i think they had a tough road to hoe right it's like when this record came out 
I mean, freaking A, you got Van Halen, 1984 comes out. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of good music came out, even bad music that was just outrageously popular. And they just bought into the second stream. You know what I mean? And it's like, it doesn't matter how good they are because the other band, some other bands were either better or more popular. And some of them were both. And for me, I think you put out this record and if it's, you know, it's kind of a one hitter quitter, you know, you got round and round, which was awesome. And not a single song on that record is as good as that from a commercial standpoint. Um, even the stuff that's good, it just doesn't, it doesn't hold up. And when you look at other records, you look at like 19, 1984 is the record I'm thinking of, you know, it's like that record was just like bang, bang, bang. The stuff that didn't even get a shot at being a single could have been a single. And yeah, but I think but what, what you have to remember though, too, is like, yes, quiet riot was the first heavy metal band to go to number one, but they were a band that toiled for like 10 years unable to get an american uh, uh, record contract um so you know when when they come out later uh you know rat is like already part of the scene you know to sell three million records at that point is like that's that's a pretty tremendous achievement right there yeah i mean people were starved for music Well, that's the thing. It's it, it, and again, it, it doesn't it doesn't all have to be like you know, uh, number of the beast or kill them all. You know, there is this 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 other thing that's happening where it's like, hey, we could just we could be on the radio all the time as Rats Out of the Cellar was, and yeah. they could be all over MTV. And 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 I think as John pointed out too, or maybe Colin uh, was like, it wasn't metal just for dudes. It was like, it was starting to attract chicks. And that was, that's, that's the big crossover. There is the, you know, the merging of demographics. Yeah. You know, so it might not be everyone's favorite record, but it's definitely in my top 10. Same year. Really? Deep purple, perfect strangers came out that year. I think oh. so. Just because, and again, because like I'm a dumb nostalgic and I would just yeah. say, I mean, I, there, I just, there definitely because, is a nostalgia factor to it. I don't know, man. Like, like I, I said, I, I, I haven't heard it for a long time, and like listening to it intently now with the with the thought of commenting on it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. What, the singles what I, what I remember I being in the good, car. and they still are. But the rest of them, it's like yeah. when you tell somebody you went to a great restaurant in New York, and then you take them there, and you're like, it's just okay. And you're like, oh. Like, I don't know. Back in 1984, <laughs> this place was fucking great. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But, wait till the noodles uh, come. Wait till the yeah. noodles come. And the noodles come, and you're like, mm. huh. But see, that's that's the thing. I, I'll go back and listen to horrible records that I have, like, I know. no shame about. <laughs> because it's because you invest so much time in them that they, they become great. It's, What's the uh, saying? You know, don't, don't hold on to a mistake just because you spend a lot of time making it. Nice. I didn't know that that was. That's, a, that's very that deep. Sounds very Irish. It's not Irish. It's some some stupid uh, education. Deep pop choker or something. <laughs> so but, tonight, uh, that's tonight, right. That's, tonight, that's your porn the, name. So so rat went down a little bit in your <laughs> in your junior, John. I think so. Oh, I, like I God. said, I, I that was not the intention of this episode. Well, I, it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> I uh, I have always thought that after invasion of your privacy, rat got yeah pretty bad like, I, I, I do not like the album so much after that we've talked about dancing undercover i think that album's a fucking joke like oh. it's real shit compared oh. to a lot that was coming out around that time i mean it's oh. like no it's it, it it's garbagey oh come on now dude really yeah. I, I mean it's like it, it's a year it comes out the year before among the living comes out and they're singing make, you dance, can't dance, the two of them. <laughs> singing, no, it's exactly right. Dance, dance, dance. Bo- both, that's... both taking up the same slot on on Headbangers Ball, except one is good. Like, okay. I, I mean, dance, that's dance, right. dance killed that band. You like, guys, you guys right. hated on Slang, and now we all like that album. So it's no, we don't. No, 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 we, no. Didn't, we didn't say that. One didn't and a half that. of us like Slang. Jedi move no. there. I, yeah, uh, but that's yeah. The, see, but that's the thing. If we were to have, and of course, we're never going to do this, but it's like if you were to have, <laughs> never. If we were, lower, but we lower case, if you were to duke out, like like we did with the brackets, song for song, 
Rat would be out in the first second round, easy. Based you know I mean? based on what uh, just on what what we've just observed here, yeah. If it's say. one album, yeah. But like I said, you put together a greatest hits for Rat, and it's really good. You and I, I think the same thing with Motley Crue. I think they are hit yeah. and miss all over their records. But you put together a package, or go see them live, and they play just what you want to hear, and it's great. Yeah, it's weird. Like this is a weird. Yeah. You know, it's and, like and, a, and again, it's. It's a bipolar year for music. Like you've got a lot of long established bands putting out what I'll call serious music, right? Like Deep Purple. Like they always they they've always been like a serious band, no gimmicks, no flash. You've got Love at First Sting, you know, Quiet Riot Condition Critical. And then you've got relatively newish bands that are that are kind of capitalizing on you know, good looks and a little bit of flashy musicianship. It doesn't last. Like nowadays, you could be a band who puts out one song and somebody will take that song and they'll stick it in a video game and they'll stick it in a movie. Right. And you can be famous. Back then, I, I mean, I don't know. It doesn't cut it for me. Love it for Sting blows this record away. Oh, easy. But yeah, but, but the Scorpions were Still like a band you, that... Like like Shanker goes all the way back to like the late sixties. Yeah. So they're they're oh, like you know, sure. so they're like yeah. this, How this old is this is now. But if you use the analogy of, must of be a band offering up the best yeah. they have to give on their first record, this yeah. is rat giving the like we talked about it during the episode is they're all bringing from their other bands, like here's here's our best track from that band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's downhill after out of the cellar. And oh, what, I, how many I, records is Love It First Thing in? Ten? uh easily 10 i would say including some live like the tokyo tapes and stuff but uh yeah i I have to say john like as soon as i got a copy of that uh invasion of your privacy and you know we went to like tiffany's party and or somebody's party maybe it was it was at nick bishop's house and listening to it's kind of like sorry nick nah you know i i don't uh i don't really like this as much it just didn't it, it, it again I, like my argument would be like this was a band that was definitely under you know studio pressure to just like keep churning out shit they put out three records in three years and you know there's there's gonna be some diminishing returns there it's kind of like uh, you look at kiss kiss put out uh their first three albums in two years um which is like a ridiculous pace. You're not really going to like strike a whole lot of gold if you're just kind of like rushing things through. But they had rock and roll all night in there, and I think that's a song they still play. And we fit Kiss into the episode. Oh, awesome. That was my point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well done. Right at the end. Yeah. Uh Oh, the Powers is out. Nah, the powers is empty. Oh no, it's Tullamore, right? This is not nah, Bushmills, Red Bush, Tullamore. Uh, that's what it was. Me, I'm sorry, Bushmills. There you go. The Tullamore's like got a green and gold label. Yeah, yeah. It's got some honey in it or something. Oh. All right. So, do we want to like bring this episode to a close and still chat? Yeah, yeah. those those Somebody, of us that still uh, love this album. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I, I it's it's well, done. Just put the headstone where it belongs and call it a day. Oh man, <laughs> John and David are burying Rat out of the cellar. They're I'm putting not, them back in I'm, the cellar. I'm not burying it, but uh, I will say, hey, I, I'm even surprised that. Uh, hey, David, we love you. This, not liking this record as much as I did. Yeah. yeah. See. You and I are like polar opposites. Last week it was Pyromania. I'm like, this is a good record. You're like, this one. I'm gonna go get get that tattoo removed. No, Pyromania is fucking great, dude. Compared to this, <laughs> it's a, they're on different planets. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but uh, I still love. It. Oh, it looks like <laughs> that, somebody that tramp stamp is doesn't sound such like such a good idea anymore, does it, John Harden? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Hey, honey, you know we got married to this, but. Um, but the, the but the whole thing, I think it like it goes back to John's point and the point I made too. It's like if you go see if you go see Rat live, uh, they're gonna play the hits, and that's yeah. all. They they got a lot of fucking hits for you know a band that you know yeah they 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 rushed through some records, and every band does that. It's just kind of like 
you're you're a slave to the to, to the commercial <gasps> to the know, aspect to what? of the business. Slave to what? Don't no, start. no, uh, no. Slave to no. something. Thank slave you. to the commercial <laughs> mercenary you, aspects of the recording company that just says like, "Hey guys, uh, we got to get some new product in the Sam Goody in the in the music land." So chop chop, get some stuff together, and then the band's like shit where's the cocaine <laughs> or krell as they call it stephen percy's uh, autobiography if you haven't read it uh is a great read because yeah, uh read, it just he, yeah no you just get the ebook it's great yeah, uh it, he's a great storyteller he's got like a lot of uh he, he goes back into like the early 70s in that scene uh it's you know fronting a bunch of cover bands and stuff uh just just uh you know a great sort of like you know guy who came from like next to nothing i think they mm -hmm. were uh mm -hmm. anyhow i said enough about that david's too too enthralled <laughs> like, with it all books what <laughs> books i'm middle-aged dude that doesn't mean i'm a nerd uh, yeah <laughs> says the college professor but you could read a book about stephen piercy telling his life story and yeah, all the krell yeah. that he did krell that's what uh, they called cocaine. They called it Crow. Uh, I, I, takes all right. I say on behalf of those of us that still love rats out of the cellar, I'm Colin Bossler. Rat and roll, baby. We're going to give Michael Stamps some love. And then there's these other two guys. And they're, oh, you know, they're okay with it. There's John Harden and there's David Timoney. No. John still, I think, is, is on the team. Yeah, D David's fine. already left the stadium. He's in his car and he's gone. It's fine. I'm like, on. We're leaving. <laughs> But thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of Middle-Aged Metalheads. We hope to see you uh, very soon. It looks like we got a couple of really great episodes coming up. Another year we'll be reviewing. And I believe, John, if I'm not mistaken, there's some listener questions coming our way. In the there are. And if you're listening Ooh. to this, send us some more questions, metal questions, comments, thoughts, notes that you want to hear us riff on, uh, on the Facebook, on the Instagram, on the Twitter yeah. The new house is amazing. So much character. Original crown molding. Walk-in closets. We do have a rat problem. 